Turning key amongst the chemotherapies and the surgeries, you still became a universal legend. A supernova surgery, free energy you possessed to play Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and James Brown. Brother, you was blessed and king to Jala. Black Panther was our everything. It revolutionized with art and ways I've never seen. The icon who stacked zeros, but stayed humble. Perfect role model, real life black superhero. I'm honored to have the same first name as you. Job well done, you completed what you came to do. Stereotype roles you didn't do This was a man of pride, class, and principle When Denzel paid the tuition for you to study at Oxford You made it your mission to leave a cross-generational impact The children love you Disneyland even painted a mural of you I learned from your quotes about life so profound I hope they build a statue of you in your hometown The modern-day Belafonte, your portier I look into the skies for inspiration to point your way As I see your face in the clouds The sun shines through Thank you for making us proud from the shores of Jamaica to the mountains in Rwanda Your legacy lives on forever like Wakanda Series that was superhero ode to Chadwick Boseman. The composers 
are Niles and Nabate. And we talk about their influences and their inspiration for doing this wonderful ode to the late actor, Chadwick Boseman. We also talk about their influences and their plans for 2022. Niles and Nabate and I are coming at you right now. Thanks so much for being here. really appreciate you honoring another Howard University alum. I'm a Howard University alumna. And I, I, nice. Yes, the Mecca. And um, you know, I'm here now looking at what the students are going through and how they're really proud of the uh, drama center being named after Chadwick Boseman. And now I hear that uh, you uh, and Niles have this wonderful ode to him and I wanted to uh, first of all let both of you introduce yourselves and uh, introduce this wonderful wonderful honor yes well I'm Nabate Isles and uh, I'm a trumpeter composer producer I'm based in New York City the New York City area and uh, yes and and and, and Niles um, Niles is someone that that leads on way back uh, you know, since performing in, in New York City together uh, in the mid-2000s. And, uh, yeah, so I'm the Bate Owls, and I'm going to have Niles introduce himself. My name is Niles Chadwick Phillips. I am an artist, an educator, and an entrepreneur. I own a company called The Avant-Garde that puts on curated events. Along with that, I am a songwriter, performer, and yeah, as Nabate said, me and him go back to like 2007. I used to perform with uh, a band that was uh, led by him and uh, Sam Barsh. And we would just go around New York, perform, and we would just build about what the future would hold. And um, to see what Nabate was able to accomplish, you know, winning his, his, his Grammy, um, it just it just inspired me, you know. And so for us to work together, it's just like the, the the ultimate, you know, the ultimate great. So, yep. Awesome. Yes. I wanted to ask a, a offbeat question. Um, you guys are from New York. I'm from New Jersey. Um, we, we're talking about an area that's ripe for talent and an out of the avant-garde box think thinking state, basically. Uh, that's where you got a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, a lot of people. Yes who are able to get into the music and or poetry, music poetry, uh, industry. Uh, yeah. What was it like at the time you all started? Because you're talking about the early thousands and the music industry, and we've had a major shift in the last, say, decade. Yes. Major well, definitely, shift. Um, yeah, well, um, I've always been about keeping the legacy of what the true meaning of music is alive. And to me, it's about unification, um, creative thought, and just pushing humanity forward. And my father is uh, the longest tenured African-American in the United States Symphony Orchestra. His name is Sam Gill, a graduate of Juilliard, Manhattan School of Music. And I have a picture of him at the Lonious Monk, you know? And so the word avant-garde... Oh, it's amazing. The word avant-garde means cutting edge, pioneer, like the first of. So when I named my, my company the avant-garde, I had all of those eras before me in mind. And the future eras after me, it's about carrying on the tradition. Because without them and their sacrifices, beyond music, we wouldn't even be here, you know? 
So that's what mm-hmm. avant-garde is all about to me, carrying on tradition. Yeah. Both of you um, are from a jazz background, and much of our uh, musicians that we even um, celebrate today came out of jazz, where they'd be cool in the game. Ohio players, Commodores, you know, and these are the groups that are sampled. If you even want to, when James Brown wanted a band, he had jazz people, you know, jazz people were in the band now, uh, including Jimi Hendrix, who wasn't jazz, but he was, he somehow got up in there, you know. <laughs> so these are people who are avant-garde creators. When you were thinking about doing this over to Chadwick Bozeman, what went through your mind? Because when he passed, uh, the world was aghast at uh, the fact that he did have cancer, and um, he worked his way through it for probably about eight to ten years, and no one knew. Yeah, no, it's deep, and what really inspired us, and going back to your point about, you know, all the great um, artists have a jazz background, because jazz, jazz blues is, is the root of American music. So um, all of all of the great musicians, like you know, study the music of jazz, and and, and even more back in those days, the cool gang, Ohio players, and Jimi Hendrix was you know worked on improvisation. He was inspired by Charlie Christian, you know, and cats like that. So um, he, you know, that that's the thing that that it's like a foundation that jazz presents. Um, but but in creating this project um, for Charlie Bozeman, was. Uh, we both have ties to Chadwick Bozeman. My my tie is that my cousin, who's like like my mother figure when I would go to South Carolina during my elementary school years over the summer. Um, you know, she knew Chadwick Bozeman since he was a child, since he was young, knew his family very well, and in South Carolina. So um, I had the honor to meet Chadwick Bozeman at the Blue Note because he was a big music fan. Um, and 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 played drums and percussion, and I got to meet him there. And I and I always said when I meet him, I want to mention this was October 2018, October 2018, and I mentioned my cousin Barbara Mack, and he was just elated that wow, like just and surprised that you know that <laughs> I was like whoa, you know, like someone randomly knows Barbara Mack, you know, it was, it was great, and we took a picture and very humble individual, so I felt. And and now I'm gonna have now some story about how he was inspired to do the track and how we ended up linking together to do it. But um, I felt it was so important to do this, especially um, provide the production uh, with the production of the track and uh, the arrangement of the track too. So it was like really, you know, something that 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 I had to do for sure uh, to honor him. But but I'm now talk about how he was inspired for sure. Yeah, so uh, when Chadwick Bozeman passed away, it was very just devastating to me. I've always saw him as a role model. Um, I don't think you're ever too old to have role models. Even as an adult, you still have people you look up to. You know, the way he carried himself, uh, his humility, um, his class, and how he always would uplift everyone around him. You know, he was very selfless. And then for him to uh, depict uh, different men of color who were, uh, very prominent, um, in legacy, you know, from, uh, Jackie Robinson to Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, and then for him to ultimately do Black Panther, like it embodies, Black Panther embodied all of the nuances 
of uh, our culture, the empowerment, just everything. And it's almost like the world froze for like two weeks straight. I've never seen nothing like it as far as the power and, and the renaissance element that it, that it made amongst our people and the world in general. So, and then to top it all off, my name is Chadwick. <laughs> like his. And wow. Chadwick. So, it was just, so yeah, when he passed, um, I went right to the pen and pad because it just, it just, it, it really devastated me. And that created this verse that I did. Um, so I put the verse out online. It got a lot of love. A lot of people shared it. A lot of people gave it props. And then Abate called me and was like, brother, we should make a song out of this. And it just, from there on, it, it just it just came together. And Abate let me hear the beat uh, over the phone. And it was just a beat that was very, very special, like from the drums to the bass line, the key, everything. It just spoke to me. And on top of that, the tempo matched the tempo of my verse. I didn't have to speed it up or slow it down. And then I wrote a second verse. Then I wrote a chorus to it, and I sent the chorus out to uh, Beth Griffith Manley, who is uh, one of the pioneering R&B soul artists of, of the modern day out of Detroit. She's the daughter of... Um, what's his talking about legacies and people, just the the people who were uh, the actors and actresses in it. You had all kind of legends. Um, you know, when they showed yeah. the montage of his family, and I'm thinking, wow, this is just amazing. And the way he was able to carry himself in that movie, the strength that, you know, you saw that, but you saw a humbleness there too. And I, I think it captured the world. Just as the song, how has the public reacted to this ode? Oh, we've gotten great support uh, and everything. Like a lot of people have uh, supported the track, uh, especially on Bandcamp. And Bandcamp uh, is 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 a great platform for independent artists to be able to get paid rightfully so for their music. Um, and everything compared to the streaming sources and everything like that, which we still released it in on Spotify and Apple Music. But Bandcamp, um, like a portion of the proceeds, uh, Niles and I donate to the Chadwick Bozeman uh, Charitable Fund for the Arts, um, which uh, Derek Bozeman is, it's, uh, Derek Bozeman is responsible for creating that, one of the people responsible for creating that um, fund. 
Uh, so we make sure we donate, but it, it's been uh, getting getting a lot of press. It got a lot of press when it came out for sure because we released it on November 27th, which um, is uh, which was the weekend of Chadwick Boseman's birthday. It was his first birthday without him physically being with us. Um, so uh, November 29th is his birthday, um, and then we and then now uh, we made the we're part of the first round of Grammy nominations, in which the song. Is uh is the song is um we find out on November 23rd whether we're going to be one of the five nominees for four categories: uh, best rap song, best rap performance, record of the year, and song of the year. So songs really has has really gotten great buzz and and gotten great attention. And and as Chad as as, as now said, um it, you know Derek Bozeman signed off on it, so it was great. It's awesome that you were able to get the family's blessing, and um, congratulations on the success, and we'll be looking out for that definite, you know, praying nomination uh, in whatever category they put that in. I think it'll be awesome. What do you both, uh, or individually, or together, what do you have coming up next? So... I am working on an album that will be releasing in 2022. It will be my sophomore album. Along with that, a music video is coming out called Take It From Me. That is a song off of the album, off of a Grammy Award-winning bassist by the name of Ben Williams. Um, And it's featuring another Grammy Award-winning trumpeter by the name of Keon Harold. Keon has worked wow. with people from Jay-Z to Beyonce. Uh-huh. It, it's like prestigious company I have <laughs> on this song. <laughs> and the song is about me speaking to my unborn son about what to expect as uh, a man of, you know, a man of color, a black man growing up, you know, w- w- within the world as far as the ills. But on the flip side, I'm empowering him, telling him that he comes from royalty kings and queens and an incredible lineage of uh, of black people, you know. Um, So, yeah, that'll be coming out this week, the music video for that. So I'm very excited about that. Along with that, my company, The Eyeball Guard, I'll be put on curated events, concerts, shows that features uh, artists within the urban eclectic lane, and uh, we have a lot of of great plans for 2022 as far as expansion. Yes, indeed. And... And yeah, myself, I'm coming out with my uh, second album, and uh, it's going to be on June June 24th. Uh, June 24th, 2022 is the tentative release date, um, and it's my second album. And it's going to be with Local Dope Records, so it's going to be correspondence with Local Dope Records, one of the top independent record labels uh, around. And they've been around for 20 years, and they've had so many great artists, and still have so many great artists that they're associated with. So I'm, I'm honored to be a part of their family uh, for this album. And, uh, yeah, so I'm recording it in January and then releasing it uh, on the 10th of day, June 24th, 2022. So, yeah. Awesome. I wanted to ask both of you, um, independence and creativity and being able to keep your music yours, or your creations yours, I wanted you to talk as artists uh, the importance of that, because many of the people that we've mentioned, uh, uh, pioneers, weren't able to keep their music. They weren't able to, you know, keep a hold of that for their own family, their generations that, you know, came after them. 
how important is that for artists? And uh, what are you guys doing to make sure that will it, it will benefit you and your you and yours basically, and not just the industries? Yeah, well, I think um, it's an interesting point that you made uh, throughout history. Um, our, our our artists have gotten their their music, you know, stolen from them, creativity, so on and so forth. Um, so w- when I look at that and I look at w- where I'm at and I look at, like I said before, the, the lineage of just black artists, I think it is very important to have as much ownership over what you create as possible because that's what they were trying to do. And then when it got broken through, you've had a lineage of artists who are able to to continue that, you see? So with with me, not just with music, but just your integrity, period, um, remaining who you are with what you create, um, continuing to educate yourself in the business that you're in, and being able to say no. If it's something that's compromising to what you feel, what you believe in, I say say no to that and be true to who you are because whatever you gain with your integrity, that is something that you can look into the mirror and be proud of behind closed doors, you know. But you have people who don't do that at all. And behind closed doors, they're, they're going through just tumultuous things because they're not being true to themselves. And they didn't read the papers. They didn't read the contract. They just gave it all away, you know. So, and I was on a major label before, you know, and so that made me look in the mirror and be like, okay, do you want to stay in this major situation and not have full control of what you create, or do you want to create your own? Now, I had to start all over (laughs) and build brick by brick, but I'm so glad that I did that, because with every brick that I build, that's a brick that I created, and along with that... I teach a program called Hip Hop History in the Arts, which is artist and life development to youth and young artists. And I always tell them about ownership, about thinking in an entrepreneurial way. Like, yeah, you want to be an artist, but go the extra mile and be an owner. Because not only are you a person running your own business, still able to do what you love, and you're able to create opportunities for others in the image of positivity and the image of, of unification. And to me, that's what music and art is all about. It brings people together. So, uh, yeah, my thoughts on it. And, um, yeah, yes, I, I think it, it's very key, um, like like Niles mentioned, to know the business. Um, and it's, it's very key, like, to be able to uh, get your music out there and own own your masters um, and everything. You own your masters as well as you own your publishing. Make sure you copyright everything, publish everything, and also take advantage of these digital outlets. You know that really help you be able to to um, to gain royalties and things like that. It's just about knowing it's a different time now um, and everything. So it's just about exposing your music, putting it out there, and being honest with your music. What your music is all about. Um, and everything, and, and but knowing the business, and, and with me being an educator, I tell my students like to make sure that you know you you want to make sure that you know what's going on, and and even though if you don't know how to read a contract, go and it's for any industry, you know, go to an attorney that that you trust, someone that that you found out through somebody else, and and make sure that you get things really looked at with a fine tooth comb. 
to to protect you the best way that you know to protect you and your interests for sure. It's very interesting you're saying this, and as you're talking, I I, I think about the many commercials we hear today. A song that came out way back when, and some of these people are still alive, but don't own or get any residual yeah. from any of that. Yes. <clears throat> and, you know, I know Smokey Robinson and, and some people at Motown and some of the bigger um, industries uh, may still own their, their masters and their rights to collect, you know, collect the royalties. But it's so important because I've worked with many of our pioneering artists that they listen to themselves on a commercial or, you know, something. And they're like, you know, I sold that song 25 years ago. Like, are, you, are you kidding? Yes. Right. I sold it for nothing. And that's what these record labels would do, you know. And, and uh, too often that a lot of our brothers and sisters, um, you know, and, and I think, it, it's unfortunate what they went through, but I think it's for future. Now the future generations know now. That's why we have a lot of great entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs um, in the music industry and that own their masters, that are aware of that, and, um, you know, that learn from the past mistakes, for sure. Amen. Thank you guys for being on and letting us know not only about this wonderful ode to Chad McBoseman, but what you guys are about, what you're doing, and some of the future projects you're doing. Really appreciate this segment. Indeed. No, thank you so much. So much. Yes, and um, and I'll give. Oh, I just want to give um, how uh, the the audience can reach me. Uh, my website is n a b a t e i s l e s like dot com. And my uh, my Instagram is uh, at nsi dot universal. Uh, my initials on the base say cool so nsi dot universal. Um, uh, that's my Instagram. My Twitter is n a b a t e i s l e s s m t a on Twitter, and my Facebook is Nabate Al Trumpet. And on IG, you can find me at at Niles Gotcha. That is at n i l e s. G-O-T-Y-O-U, and on Facebook, you can find me at Chadwick Niles Phillips. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. So much we appreciate you, you so much. Yes. Be blessed. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.